This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, the place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Hey, lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Cat. Ugh, dating. I hate that word. I just don't like the way that it feels in my mouth. It tastes, it tastes really, really weird. And it's such a phenomenon that I am still trying to figure out myself. It's such a mystery. And people ask me all the time, I'm like, how do you date? And I'm like, I'm a sex therapist. I'm not a dating therapist. I can help you with your relationships and I can help you with your sex lives. But the dating aspect is still a major mystery to me, especially now since I'm freshly into the dating scene. I have been using it a lot as as a way to learn more about myself. Just as much as I'm learning about other people, being potential partners and that kind of thing, I'm also learning so much about how I present myself or uh, what it is that I'm looking for or how do I communicate to other people amid all of these things. So this episode is for all of you lovers who are trying to just figure out this whole dating thing. <laughs> and I've got the woman who has got your back. As you're going through the jungle of dating and coming out on the other side with as little bruises and scrapes as possible, <laughs> I've got the epic Christina Weber here to be your guide. It's so great to be here. And I love your voice. Oh my God. I love talking. <laughs> I imagine listeners and myself can just sit here and listen to you speak for hours mm. and hours. I used to have used to have yoga students tell me that they would get so turned on during my meditations that I lead them through because I would just drop my voice and bring them into their bodies. And they'd be like, God, you can't be a meditation teacher because we all just get turned on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm turned on right now myself. (laughs) Maybe that's what I'm trying to do. And before we get more into what Christina, her medicine and what she's got to share for you, lovers, you are the reason that I do this show. And I want to thank you for tuning in, for spreading the word, for leaving the reviews and trying some of the suggestions that I recommend and that my guests recommend. It really fills my heart to read all these awesome messages. Sometimes I'm sitting over here reading through these and I'm like, (laughs) it makes me feel so good. (laughs) And I've been getting epic uh, feedback on these products that you use and that I love myself because my goal here is to help you to eat, play and sex better. So if you haven't already, please head to eat, playsex.com where you can subscribe to the show. You can connect with me and read more about how you can uplevel your sex, love, and vitality. <sighs> now, my loves, I am such this little girl right now bouncing up and down in her seat because I'm so excited to have this guest on the show. And <laughs> Christina Weber is your love accomplice who is 
actually the name of your podcast. It is. Yeah, which is such a sweet. I first met her a while back and、uh, she invited me to be on her podcast to talk about sex. She's like, I've never had somebody come on here to talk about sex. It's one of their best episodes, most listened、uh, to episodes. So much fun. And it's called Sex. It is called Sex <laughs>、yes. with an exclamation point,、uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> In all caps. Yeah, so you can't really miss it. And we just go back and forth. And it was really fun talking about the different perspectives. Around sexuality or like beliefs that we can have and how those can help us or hinder us in navigating our own you know, bodies and our sexuality and what it is. And we talked about love a lot because I remember、yeah. at the end of that episode, you said to me, Did we talk about sex enough? <laughs> sometimes you have to get through like the love and the connection and the muck of dating before you even get to the sex. Yeah, because it's all synonymous. It's synonymous. I love saying that word, synonymous.、Mm-hmm. But it, how you show up in your love lives you know, reflects on how, how you're showing up in the bedroom and vice versa. They're very,、mm-hmm. very, very similar.、Mm-hmm. So she's an epic relationship coach. Here to help you navigate all these, these complexities around dating, which <laughs> over here I got my hand raised. I'm like, help me, Christina, help me. <laughs> and she's a founder of this amazing movement, The Feminine Weapon, and hosts a large scale women's conferences for thousands of women every year in both LA and New York、mm-hmm. at the same time. At the same time on the same day, January 30th is Feminine Weapon Day. Yes. It's、so、coming up this year, too. Is it? We're like in October. Don't tell me that January is right. Yeah, we just、up. picked our theme, which is we. 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 We, we. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's amazing. What is that about? Well, last year we did For the Love of Men,、mm-hmm. and the events raised funds for children of abuse, extreme poverty, and trafficking through the Orphan Starfish Foundation, so、mm-hmm. the children. And we are women, that a tribe of women put this experience on together. And So, this year it, seemed, it seems appropriate to have the, the whole 360 picture of who we are as human beings、mm. pulling us all in together, and we are we. And a lot of times I found that you know, we go through this self care is really important. Yes. And you know, there's a lot of modalities out there for us to you know, experience ourselves and discover ourselves, but yet there's not much. Necessarily for your we care practice.、Mm. So, we want to bring that to the forefront that you've done a lot of self work and now it's time that we do the we care. The we care.、Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Nintendo Wii. Not to be confused <laughs> with Nintendo Wii.、No. Or Wii Spa here in LA. Yeah, because that's <laughs> what you do by yourself. <laughs> you play Nintendo. Actually, you can play with the friends, but. Totally. <laughs> if that's your vice, go for it. I love it. And then she's also this founder of Deepin, which is an innovative way to date, quote unquote, while also having、uh, stimulating conversations, fun experiences, and practicing love, which is really awesome to think about because. If we think about dating, it's, we, we have this idea of the traditional, like you, you meet up and you go out to dinner and you go to a movie and you go do this. Blah, and, blah, blah. Yeah, and that sounds so boring. Like, I, and, and yet we're so drawn to people who can get creative around dating or like meeting people. And it's like, you really bring that.、Mm. Well, I'll say is, you know, 43 million Americans have tried online dating. Mm-hmm. And 50% of people lie 
a third never even leave their computer device to meet anyone in person. You're kidding me. Mm -hmm. So if you ask anyone, anyone who's single, I mean, how you started this podcast, like dating, ugh, there's this ugh (laughs) around it. And yet relationships, you know, it says that the quality of our life is determined by the quality of our relationships. Mm. And we start with this practice that we all go, Ugh, too. Yeah. And that that was really spun off with like dating apps. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, dating apps became this thing that I've been swiping and, you know, first there was the stigma around it and that was released. But yet, if we even just go back to it and why I'm so grateful for the work that you do in the world is that there's a lack of relationship education in our school curriculums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no one's practicing love. No one really even knows how to love. Um, and yeah, you throw in those dating apps and people are like spinning out of control and like, what the fuck? I hate this. Mm-hmm. And can I, I can curse here. You I can totally curse. Sex. This is my show. Do whatever you want. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're filling the void between the dating apps and private matchmakers by developing spaces for people to meet in real life, doing things that they love to do by stepping outside of their comfort zone and learning about love or practicing love. Imagine if instead of dating, it was called practicing love. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. And I think we trip ourselves up. We think that love is and relationships is something that's supposed to be natural. And it's supposed to be like, you know, when you find the one, it's going to be easy peasy and like all the things and sex is going to be amazing and all of that. And yet we and then we cause ourselves shame when that's not the case or when we struggle in it or when we get triggered or when we, you know, don't want to hurt people and all this stuff. It's like, it's a complicated mess. It's a complicated mess. And, you know, this is why self, um, you know, that the self work is super important, the self discovery and the self care practice, because that's actually what puts you at a place Mm. to really be able to authentically share you. But a lot of times, you know, I pulled up once on Google, I was typing something in and what pulled up was like, should I marry him? (laughs) No. People are asking Google, yeah, should you marry him? <laughs> like, what? Like we're going Dr. to Google, Google for these like complex relationship problems. And instead of asking the person, I found myself, you know, I definitely um, had to learn my lesson about Googling things about somebody that I was dating or, or complications I'm having instead of directly asking that person. And you're like, what? Mm. What am I doing? <laughs> like. And that is happening so often that we're trying to figure things out on our own when this other human being is right beside us and Mm. we're too terrified to ask them. Yeah, terrified to ask them and terrified to ask ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we're scared to admit what we really desire. You know, there's, I'm 37 and I cannot wait to be a mother. And I remember a year ago, um, I was seeing someone who I, we were having, we had a beautiful connection and we were in the car and we we're having this deep conversation about um, our relationship and where mm-hmm. we we're going and what we each wanted. And I shared that with him, that I was so excited to be a mother. And he looked at me and goes, you don't tell all men that you're dating that, do you? It's <laughs> like, well, yeah. Like why <laughs> shouldn't we tell, shouldn't we be honest with each other? And it's even, mm-hmm. I'll even say there's about motherhood about um, a money, mm-hmm. like we pretend that we want is some women and men, it depends on who, but like we pretend that we want to 
figure out, figure out money on our own. Like we want to be so independent and like, and money has become one money is one of the the things that, that separate couples more than anything else, because it's like this thing in secrecy that just like, we don't like, we're, I think internally trying to figure our Mm. relationship out with money, but then sharing that with another person Mm -hmm. and having them understand. So yeah, these conversations are, we don't have practice having them. So our goal at Deepen is to provide experiences that allow you to be enjoy. So in play, you know, what we do with recess, which is like improv meets uh, dot recess. Uh And also having, you know, experiences that are starting the conversations and allowing spaces for you to practice saying what you want and sharing when the stakes are low, because sometimes when you really like somebody, you know, the stakes (laughs) feel higher to Uh actually share with that person. And if you're always in a state of practice, then who gives a fuck if you mess up? Yeah, yeah. Or if it doesn't go the way that we wanted it to go. Oh, we'll chalk it up to practice. <laughs> yeah. Practicing my love. And even I envision when I, you know, as I go through the process of, you know, relationship to engagement to marriage to motherhood, I'm going to even just practice being a mother. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Like we're always doing the best that we can and just thinking of life as in this constant state of practice. Mm-hmm. Constant state of practice, I think of play, the concept of play, that play mindset allows us to move away from the end result and be in just the process of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. We had um, one of our experiences, Midnight with Mary, was recorded by a French channel M6. It's mm-hmm. supposed to air in November. And the there's a, a French the French television station was in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and they were creating a story on what dating is in America. Mm-hmm. And because they're just like, this is weird. What do you guys do here? <laughs> like they don't they don't have no labels. They just, you know, you just end up with someone, you have sex and then you don't you don't talk about it. I wouldn't say that necessarily relationships are better in France, <laughs> um, but they're fascinated by what Americans do dating because they don't do any of that. Interesting. So even the culture of dating is different across, well, obviously oh. across countries. But oh, t- there's no place like America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that just, okay. Okay. So given everything that we're talking about dating, why, why did you decide to plop your down in the middle of the dating culture to help people figure this out? Ugh. It seems so heavy. I, well, it starts, so we mentioned feminine weapons. So yeah. in the summer of 2014, I was living in New York City, and leading up to this moment, I had produced three concerts and a crowdfunding campaign for Feminine Weapon, uh-huh. which is a woman-centric brand. Right. And at the end of that stretch, my mother asked me if I was dating anybody. <sighs> I was 33, working my ass off as a startup entrepreneur. And with that question, I, I like looked at her with this blank stare, like, dating anybody? Did you not see what I just did? And I realized in that moment, we have to inject energy in our desires. And I was showing up nowhere in the universe to say I was open, willing, interested in a relationship. I had never tried online dating. I felt as though I didn't want to be that girl to walk into a business meeting and be like, oh, look at that's that girl that's on the dating app. (laughs) And at that time, Tinder was the new hot thing. And I had, I had Friends of mine who I highly respected and who were Uh beautiful beings who were on Tinder and they were sharing these fun stories. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Out with a best friend of mine. We download Tinder. She starts Tindering (laughs) for me at first. And I played with it for three weeks. I met, um, 
I met some men, had some dates, had some interesting conversations. And at the end of the three weeks, I felt like I wasn't meeting anyone that was going to positively impact my life. And Mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur, my time is so precious and I didn't have time for it. It was labor intensive and time consuming. Yeah. And I thought there's got to be a better way. Why can't we just get everyone into a room like 20 men, 20 women? put them into a space. And Mm -hmm. essentially that's what I did. I consulted a social psychologist and engagement expert, and we developed a series of activities designed to foster connection, accelerate closeness. I caught it underground, unattached. Mm -hmm. And I ran it that way for two years Mm -hmm. and then got to a place where it wasn't working anymore for me. I took all that I learned about dating um, because, you know, in, in that previous state, I had a one-on-one phone conversation with everyone before they entered the room. Mm. And those one-on-one phone conversations that I met to have for eight minutes sometimes turned into 30, 40, 50 minutes, an hour. Oh, my God. And it was just fascinating mm-hmm. what people were experiencing and what was I was experiencing as I put myself out there in this way. And I just, I, I, then it sent me on this like deep quest. Like I started, began studying every relationship expert, every TED talk, every relationship book I could get my hands on to try to like yeah. figure out, whoa, like what are we doing here and how do we make this better? And I discovered the matchmaking industry and I find that place to be, the, they're like the charlatans of dating for the most part. What? What Maybe. do you mean? It's just, it's this really weird industry of saying that, you know, for 5000 to $100,000, I'm going to introduce you to this person that is going to, it like pretty much this person that, that you have all this like list of who this being should be. Yeah. And it just, it, it feels so superficial. And there was so much other work underneath of that that was being completely neglected, like the idea of practicing love and learning about love. Mm. Um, so these connections that I found that people were having, even the way the the matchmakers operated of, you know, you can go to the matchmaking institute and pay $3,000 and in three days you become a certified matchmaker. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's going through my head is is Fiddler on the Roof. Matchmaker, matchmaker. Mm. No, not really. Not the yeah. same. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, no, yeah, yeah. She's yes. like, uh. But it, it's, it's just, it's, it's such a, I feel like I've stayed in this industry for four years of out of fascination mm-hmm. and out of like, it needs help. We need help. So revamping it. Yeah. And yeah. even I'll say that there's three new apps that enter, dating apps that enter the app store per week. What? Yeah. And that is fascinating. And the two apps that people go to um, for dating mostly is Bumble and Tinder. Uh And they are at war with each other. What do you mean? Like lawsuits. Uh Like, again, like fighting back and forth. At one point, you know, Bumble had taken out a full page in the New York Times to say, you won't bully me. Oh, my God. So it's just it's fascinating that like those are the go to places that we're going to as a society to find love. And yet there's even tension and it's it's just a really weird world. Oh my god, I had no idea. I'm like imagining these two little like you know little emojis like I'm Bumble and I'm Tinder and they're just like having at it. <laughs> yeah, Tinder wanted to buy Bumble. Oh. 
Bumble came back and said we're worth way more than $450 million. They then uh, shared the documentation of why they're worth more. Uh-huh. Bumble, uh, Tinder then goes, well, you stole our swiping mechanism, so we're suing you for stealing the swiping mechanism. Wow. This sounds like my last dating experience. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> no, but really. And, and one of the biggest questions that I get from, from my followers and from clients and things like that is like, they're like, I just don't know where to meet people. I don't know how to meet people. And in real life. Yeah, in real life. In real life. Like, smile. 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 Get out of your house. Get out of your office first. You have to be, you can meet people getting out of this space. And go to places that people that you want to be in relationship or partnership with are. Mm. That's a key that people just neglect to mm. think about all the time. What do you mean by that? Like if you desire women with time, I just want a conscious man. Go to Agape. Go to the Kabbalah Center. Go mm. to these. So these are L.A. places that she's talking about. L.A. places, yes. The Kabbalah Center, though, is all over. So New York City, you know, there's gatherings in Washington, D.C. I'm sure you can look in your city at the spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, but every city are for the most part has places where people are gathering and if they don't start gathering them mm, and even that. um whole foods are your grocery store like look around and make eye contact with people but don't and and you don't necessarily have to do it of coming from a place of like um awkwardness like almost tell yourself that i i love this allura nana um had taught me this uh, concept of, you know, practice seeing the one in all ones and being the one with all ones. Mm. So if you're in the grocery store or in your everyday life, practice almost like looking at someone as beautiful and thinking like, this is my one. And this is my one. And this is my one. And if we all treat each other like the one, Mm -hmm. I mean, how invite and presence just mm-hmm. being at one point last, like months ago, I had felt that I was overwhelmed by masculine energy. And it was like, I felt that men were just constantly falling in love with me. And the only reason that was happening is because I was present with them. And you're super gorgeous. Let's be real. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. But presence. Presence. Yeah. is just so important. Like being, giving eye contact to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, asking how you can help them, has starting a conversation, mm-hmm. bringing being the light, like, mm-hmm. bringing joy to someone's day, making a joke, mm-hmm. and you know, and not being afraid of um, rejection. Mm-hmm. I had a, a what is a, a guy once tell me that um, he he gets rejected at yoga all the time, <laughs> and I was like, how do you how does how, tell me how that shows up? And he said, well, I try to make eye contact, and I can't get anyone to make eye contact back with me and like while you're in the yoga class like in yoga yes maybe while you're maybe in down dog maybe in down dog maybe even leaving yoga but he was trying to make eye contact and he couldn't get any of the women to make eye contact back with him uh-huh. so even that of like reciprocating presence mm-hmm. reciprocating like i see you yeah we all want to be seen yes we all want to be seen. So when somebody takes the time to be fully there with us and not in their mind thinking about what their next response is going to be or how, what they can get from this person or, you know, how can I benefit from this situation? But like really there with them. That's a powerful. 
And I think sometimes us women, we can get, um, I don't necessarily want to call it ego oriented, but I, I will, but we, we, we can become fearful of not giving presents to someone because we don't want them to fall in love with us mm-hmm. or we, um, he's not my one. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to take the time to have a conversation with this man? Mm-hmm. And to realize like that energy that we've injected into our society is actually what is causing a lot of the chaos out there Mm. because men are craving connection with women. And when they don't get it, they chaos happens. Mm. That reminds me of how I, I talk about, we should be very grateful for the flirts in our world because they're the ones that help us to see the, the, the playfulness and the lightness and, and the best of our, each of ourselves. Right. So, and then flirting is playfulness yet we've attached that if we start flirting, then it goes from zero to 100 and then we have to sleep with a person (laughs) or make a relationship or something. And we don't allow ourselves permission to just let flirting be flirting and let it be at like a 20% instead of a hundred, you know, zero to 100 and have fun and be playful there. Um, or even, even that we get afraid, like you're saying, that we'll lead them on if we start engaging just with presence or just with playfulness. And we aren't trusting that we have the power to then assert, no, it's just, I'm just engaging with you, you know, mm-hmm. and, and not, uh, you know, assume that, that we have to slam down really fast and hard at the beginning so that we don't lead anybody on or hurt anybody or Yes, yes. And there's just a lot of faith that needs to be re-injected back into this quote-unquote dating. Mm. Like trusting. Um, and I think what, right now what, what dating apps do is that, you know, you swipe, you meet someone, you go out to coffee, dinner, or drinks, um, you spend 45 minutes to three hours with them. At the end of that time, you're expected to know whether this person could be the one. So then you schedule another date with them. And that process isn't necessarily in alignment with flow and with your everyday life. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's something if, if we kind of step back from that and you just like have this idea of surrender and of like being true to you that and start again, opening your eyes to where you are at the grocery store in life or with your friend circles and so forth that, um, the universe is actually bringing you the right people at the right time. So nothing needs to be forced. For example, I was at um, Burning Man for the first time this year. And I, Yay. I, um, my first night, I met this beautiful being and we had this experience together. And I came back to my RV in the morning and I said to my RV flatmate at Burning Man, uh, Stefan, how do I not get in a burning man relationship on like day one? (laughs) And he goes, just don't make plans. And I was like, Oh, okay, great. And I I remember feeling relieved when I left him that morning that he didn't say like, can you meet me here at this time? And there's no, you have no phone. There's no cell phone connection at burning man. So it was really cool to, to go out in the space and to literally just trust that who I'm supposed to see, I'll see. If I'm meant to see him again, and he's meant to be a significant person in my life, then he will show up again. And of course, there is, you know, there's desire and um, intent meets 
surrender and, um, and fully in flow with life. Mm-hmm. But we want our partner to be someone that actually fits within our world. Mm. And a lot of times too, because we live in this state of instant gratification, mm-hmm. when everything right now we want it solved, you want it figured out, is he the one? Tell me right now. I need to know where I'm going. Marry me. Yeah. yeah. And so that doesn't allow for just situations to unfold. Like you can have this flirty experience with somebody that you meet and it's at a 20%. Mm-hmm. And then you guys leave each other with no attachment. And then you you run back into each other, you know, three months later. And then after three months later, the next week you see him again. And then the next week you're like, leaders, what are you telling me? And that seems mm-hmm. so like more, um, uh, like kismic. Mm. Oh, I love that. Like word. trusting that that these relationships, like we don't have to force so much in them. Mm. And that's what dating apps kind of make us do, like this like force of contrived of situations of like plucking someone out of their world and into our world and then making it try to fit. Mm. Why do you think that it is that we have conditioned ourselves to operate in that way? Um I think sometimes, you know, we're, so the number one place couples used to meet was um, school, obviously, before university, but church. And while it's interesting, we're moving past the um, constructs of um, institutional religion, where we've sort of, as that's happening, there's this whole other, I guess, um, group of humans that are diving deeper into spirituality mm-hmm. and and then with the diver deep the d- deep dive into spirituality you develop faith but without faith I think there's a lot of people out in the world without trust and faith mm. and they think that and and it's interesting because we also do did talk about you know thinking that love is just supposed to like happen and it's yeah. supposed to be so easy um, so there is of course you have to show up for it (laughs) and you have to inject energy in that area of your life. Um, but you can do that in a way that is also has trust and faith in the universe that what is right for you will come to you. Oh, I love that. You know, what's coming to my mind. I had read about this concept of, uh, scarcity mentality and abundance mentality when it comes to dating. You know, if we hold a scarcity mentality, then then we're assuming that there's rarely anybody that we really connect with. And um, we have to, if we find one person, we have to do all this work to be able to keep that person because we don't know when the next person's going to come or if we'll ever find somebody that we'll connect with. And then and then uh, to avoid rejection and all this stuff. And then there's the abundance mentality, which suggests that there are many people that we connect with on that level. And if this person, we date this person and they're not really a good fit, then we can let them go and move on because there will be another person that we do connect with. Mm -hmm. And I think it's this mentality that we hold. Which one are we holding? Which one are we allowing to, to influence our behaviors? Yeah, Totally true. And, you know, first off is with that, that first, the scarcity mentality, that's where I see that people get into relationships that aren't right for them. Mm-hmm. And that's like the, where I know somebody who, um, she three months into the relationship knew that there was 
deep trouble and stayed in it and three years later ended up in a mental institution. And that's because she hated dating that much. So, and I will say from the other side of things, the abundance mentality of now doing this work, I can tell you with full confidence that there are fucking amazing men out there. And and there are such amazing women too. Mm -hmm. And I will read these questionnaires that, um, you know, underground and attached before we were deep in, everyone used to fill out this questionnaire. It was five questions about themselves and five questions about their desired partner. Mm -hmm. And I would see of, you know, men sharing that I'm at a great place in my career. I've, you know, bought my house. The thing I, I cannot wait to be in partnership with my, the mother of my children. I cannot wait to be a father. Mm -hmm. And I would read these things and it would warm my heart. And yeah, there's this like sense of, and, and two, I'll say, you know, what I've seen from like LA, New York of readiness tends to happen, um, in this for, for men is like this, like 36 to 37 to like 42. Hmm. And for women, it can, it's like the 33, 32, 33, and, and all depends. I mean, this is all like, depends on what city where you're at, because of course, Atlanta is so different and they're much younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's, and, and it's not also to say that before a specific age that you're not ready because everyone is so unique and so different, but there are such great men out there. And what I do is, you know, I, I, as Feminine Weapon Day last year, our theme was for the love of men. Mm-hmm. And we developed a list of all the things that we love about men. And a lot of times, you know, women will come to me and they'll have this list of like, here's what I want out of this one particular guy. Yeah, And I'm like, throw that list away and just tell me all the things you love about men. Mm-hmm. And then go out and operate in the world or even go and like search for all the things you love about men. Like go out there and see the good in everyone and look for the good because so often we're, lo- we're like stuck on the bad. Yeah. And we can't get over that. But there is abundance of just great human beings. And I can say from being 37 uh-huh. is that another man always does come in. Yeah, right. <laughs> he does. Right, yeah. And the relationship is always better than the last one. Mm, hopefully, yeah. And with women, the, one of the, the great things that we have our, our greatest challenge is um, when there is a desire to be a mother. And I've had on, you know, a podcast of women who have went in artificial insemination and they've had the child on their own. Um, I think, you know, it's we're living at a fascinating time with um, egg freezing. And I'll say another one of the, the other reasons that I have a um, the charlatans of matchmakers mm-hmm. is that one of the, the big box matchmaking companies last year sent out an email and they said that they were promoting a, an event that they were hosting at an egg freezing clinic. And they said that, you know, all of our male, our, most of our male clients are now asking for women who have frozen their eggs. And I was like, bullshit. <laughs> men are not asking for women who have frozen their eggs. Um, maybe, yes, yeah, some men that, that calms their mind or something of that sort. But I think also to an evolution that us women are starting to have children later. And I would actually like to believe that our evolutionary process will catch up with that. And women are going to and are now able to procreate later in life as well because our lifespan has become longer too. Oh, that would be fascinating to watch. Hmm. 
you know, you bring up this this important point that I want to touch base on this idea of, you know, holding these negative images of men or holding these negative images of women. And if we if if that's in our consciousness, of why would be we be open to receiving any of them? Exactly. And right now it's being perpetuated, these images of men as being awful or this one image of a man. And we're applying that collectively. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that love is what will heal everything. Mm. And this, you know, the show on, on January 30th, For the Love of Men, I remember I was going around and I was meeting with lots of actresses here in LA and trying to find who was going to MC the show. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the right timing for any of them. And I, you know, they were, they were still working through their issues with men. And here I was running around being like, let's love men. <laughs> and, um, and the, 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 I ended up MCing the show and I did it with Delia Stein and Delia works full time with the Orphan Starfish Foundation as their yeah. marketing director. And she travels to orphanages all throughout the year in 52 countries. And she stood on that stage with me and she is the one who is on the ground working with all of these children who have been molested and hurt by men. And that she was able to still stand on that stage despite all of that and, and declare, I love men was so powerful. Mm. Mm. I love that. So they have, you know, and we're seeing with, you know, moving into the new masculine and men are, you know, there's, we, we have a lot of men around us in LA yeah. who are in that movement of yeah. men's circles and integrity. Uh, yes. And we have to love them through that process of that change because they have deep seated abuse and neglect and, fucked up masculinity that has been is ancestral for them mm-hmm. and is what they were taught and we really I think just even from one of the reasons why I do a lot of the work with the children is because that age from like zero to two is really where they need to be shown love mm. Yes. Oh, wow. So that they can imprint on their minds, you know, healthy forms of love and and relating with one another. Yeah. And I feel like these images of men that are being projected onto them collectively is I'm hearing from clients and followers that they are it's inhibiting them from moving forward to ask a woman out or to flirt with a woman because they're afraid of being looked at as a creep or as a predator or as being, you know, just full on rudely rejected. And it's the stories I've heard are very mean. They're very mean. And it's like, and these guys are really amazing men. And to be receiving those messages again and again and again, I wouldn't want to make me move forward with dating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we oftentimes think of what the beauty industry, how that has negatively impacted women. Mm-hmm. but we neglect to see how it's actually affected men. And there was, for example, there is this um, podcast called, um, um, it's a relationship podcast and an episode called Natalie and Bob. And one day Natalie had turned to Bob, both of them are transformational coaches. One day Natalie had turned to Bob and said, do you like my body? And it was something that Bob was struggling with. He was trying to, she didn't, she doesn't have the body that he had, um, was 
innately attracted to. Mm -hmm. And he loved her. Um, And what he shared was that he felt in that, you know, they, they ended up having this like, super vulnerable conversation that lasted a few hours Mm. of him really sharing, you know, that he was navigating through feeling that way. And she had done a lot of work on self-acceptance of her body too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She has a beautiful body as it, let me just say, Mm -hmm. um, but a voluptuous woman. Mm -hmm. And, um, ultimately like he mentions, he grew up reading the same fashion magazines that we did or not necessarily reading them, but like, you know, at the grocery store. <laughs> looking at the looking images. At, yeah, yeah, looking at the same images of what beauty is. Yeah. And that is ingrained in men. And so we also do have to go through this period of time where like really fully allowing men to like speak that kind of fucked up shit that's like has in their own operating system as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And so how would you, what sort of advice would you give to men and women who given what you're sharing about, these are some of the complexities that we run up against. What sort of things can you give them like advice to help them navigate through dating or, or showing up in ways that aren't so painful to each other? Well, if you're in LA or New York, come to a deep in experience. Yes. Um, I've been. And it was so much fun. You did recess. So much fun. And dancing on the beach. Oh, yes. And Unleash. Yeah, which is another dancing event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to get you to dating and meditating, too. Oh, perfect. <laughs> My two favorite, uh, two favorite things? <laughs> I made it meditating and dating. I'm, I still have a relationship with. Perfect. We do that out. one every Tuesday. Mm. Um, so I would say use, like, take the weight off of dating and use it as a practice. Mm-hmm. Like, practice love. Practice seeing the one in all ones and being the one with all ones. I love that. Go to places that where you, the type of person that you want to be with will be. Yeah, yeah. Um, And also evaluate, like, who do you want to be in partnership with? Mm. And would that person choose you? And really, like, ask yourself, would the person who I want to be with choose me? And if not then start to like do the self work that gets you to that place. Mm. Um, Because a lot of, a lot of times we have these like screwed up, like ideas of who this other person should be based upon what the media has told us is good looking or of interest. And, and so, yeah, become that person that you wish to be in partnership with. Mm-hmm. I love that because how can we expect somebody else to be doing all of these things, all the work and all the yeah, qualities that are desirable if we aren't embodying them ourselves, mm-hmm. if we aren't doing the self-care, if we're not taking care of our vessel, if we're not, you know, making space for other people, mm-hmm. you know, if we are contracted and we are afraid of intimacy, how can we expect somebody else to show up? To pull that out of us. Yeah. I know. Yes. Yeah. I want you to be open-hearted and I will stay closed. And stop Googling. Like, <laughs> I will say, you know, I love Matthew Hussey. I think he is, you know, he's he has some great work. And I also dislike some of Matthew Hussey's work, you know, when it gets put out of like, here are the seven things to text to a man Mm. that will make him fall in love with you. Mm -hmm. And I think wipe all that away, all these strategies, like there's not like gamifying, like sure we gamify life in some sense, but like gamify your process of getting you out the door to go date Mm -hmm. um, or to show up for that, for, Mm -hmm. for a relationship. 
Um, and then constantly just, again, I'm going to, I'm going to like emphasize this idea of practice, mm-hmm. like practice. If you want to be a mother telling somebody, people that you want to be a mother, mm-hmm. let's begin to declare what you want. And also, you know, boundaries, I think boundaries are really important in dating and you can begin to discover your boundaries before you even are in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for me, I like, I've done a lot of work on like, what type of relationship do I want as like, we're in the, of course the right, like, you know, polyamory relationships and, um, open relationships. And if you, the, the, the more that you can kind of take, try on the idea for you and see like how it, like, what is the introspection that happens for you when you mm. think about it or when you're in it and then use that as a way to then express yourself to another of the type of relationship that you want mm-hmm. because to be more aligned in that way, because a lot of times, you know, when you are in this scarcity mentality of relationships, you can, and you can end up in a poly relationship that you don't even want to be in, but you're there because like, you don't think that anyone else is going to come your way. So now you're stretching yourself yeah. into this other place. That's not you. Mm-hmm. So really then like, like discover, like, go through a self-discovery phase mm-hmm. um, and whether that's human design, like know your human design, know your astrology, like use all of that, the mapping and those ideas to then allow you the framework to be able then to share yourself with somebody else. Mm. And the more with that we show up in our, uh, the more that we know what our authentic voice is, the more that we speak from that space, then it allows for other people to either stay or to exit themselves if it's not a proper fit. And I think that is what we need to re, uh, you know, emphasize is it's it's not so much rejection, but it's improper fit. Mm-hmm. And trust the process too, because I before we started this prod- podcast, I shared that, you know, I went 15 months without sex. Yeah. And <laughs> part of that was, it was like unintentional. Like mm-hmm. I didn't mean to go 15 months without <laughs> sex, but I knew that, for me at this stage in my life at 37 and having this desire for a, a, a like a full on life partnership type relationship mm-hmm. that I, I love sex so much. And that once I have sex with someone, I become attached to them. And there's mm-hmm. like, and I didn't want to have, um, one-off sex experiences because I, I would attach myself to them and then I have to go through this whole cleansing process. And then it's just, ugh. so <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I had to come to a, a space of like, it was, it became like really challenging and really hard to live in that space of 15 months without sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but like really fully surrendering and trusting your process, even when it gets tough and challenging and you're like, mm. what the fuck? Like universe. Yeah. And, the, and I'm sure each of us have these beliefs around sexuality or ourselves as sexual beings that might be inhibiting us from even, you know, engaging in one night stands or, or casual sex or, or whatever it is, we decide that is true for us. Cause we're like, Oh, I can't have, I just can't have casual sex because that'll mean I'm a slut or that means that I am this or that or the other. And these, you know, what beliefs serve you? Mm-hmm. And there's all different types of people out there and only you. And like, you're the one who's judging yourself more than anyone else. Right? Right? Oh my God. Uh, what would you give to somebody who is uh, like, hmm. 
What would be some tips that you would tell somebody absolutely don't do on a first date? Absolutely don't do on a first date. Mm-hmm. Something boring, I'll say that. Something boring. But like, and people are like, Christina, tell, me, tell <laughs> us, what's that? What's boring? It's, it's boring. Um, I'm not really like, I can't really say that there's anything that's like jumping to mind of like, don't do. Um, I guess it's like, don't not be yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, don't. Like, yeah, don't, don't be, pretend to be somebody else. Don't mold yourself into this person that you think this other person wants Mm, or needs. So yeah, my don't is really a a, like, I'll turn it into a do is like fully authentically be you. And I'll, I'll even like somehow last night, cause I'm always like studying this of like, what is like, even although I say don't Google, I am Googling often because I'm trying to like <laughs> observe and figure out like what is happening. What's the trends. Yeah. And, um, you know, this idea of, I think one thing that always was challenging for me is this idea of, um, mystery. Mm. So don't, don't tell too much about yourself on date one, like, like leave some as a mystery. And, I'll say to that, if you are really living life, you will always be a mystery because you're a mystery to yourself as your self-growth continues to happen and you continue to evolve and change and grow and become a better human being. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to fully authentically share who you are as a person. Another don't just came to mind. Don't talk too much. Like go into that like date of being curious for another. This isn't about you proving anything about yourself. This is like go into it curious. Like, I'm so curious about this human being. Like, what can I learn for them? Who are they? What are they? And then for the receiver of that curiosity, be authentically fully you and don't feel afraid to share too much. Yes. And I would also add, don't ghost. Don't ghost. (laughs) It seems like an obvious one, but yeah, so you do have to tell people don't ghost. Mm -hmm. And if you genuinely want to see the other, the person again, say so, but don't say it and don't mean it. Yeah. Yeah. Like just be real. Like, again, if you think of it as a practice, you're not, you're just, you're, you're practicing being authentic and real. We have a friend of ours who, you know, she'll, get asked on a date and she doesn't feel romantic connections. Like, I'll go out with you. I really like you as a human being, but just so you know, I'm not romantically interested in you. Like That's she, what I say too. Yeah. It's like, yeah. so like, don't be afraid to like really tell like your mm-hmm. true authentic feelings for somebody mm-hmm. or thoughts about a situation. And I think when we speak from that space and everybody can just relax mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, I know what the expectation is. I know where the boundaries are. I know this is very clear and I know how I can move forward or, or interact in this state. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Wow. And I would be so curious. Do you have a story, like a dating story, <laughs> like whether it's a first date or, or something that that is really, really imprinting on yourself or a funny? Is it about me or about, yeah, about you? Uh, another like a story that I know of someone else? No, you. I want to know about you. Um. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll, 
I'll share a little bit because like the only thing that can come to mind is my current love story. Like uh-huh. I think I'm so um, happy in that space that it's hard for me to to go back and share something like positive of like sure. something else in the past. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, with this this new being, um, we met my day two of Burning Man, mm-hmm. and. When I, I, I went to Burning Man with two intentions. One was to have sex because I hadn't sex in 15 months. And I was like, I need to like feel that I still have that in me of this connection. And it was Burning mm-hmm. Man. So it was like vacation and mm-hmm. it, it was, you know, <laughs> vacation sex. And then second was that, you know, with Deepin, we're at this really interesting place of being a, a startup founder, um, now a co-founder. I'm bringing in partners, but um, where... I went because I I needed support and help in growing this business. And so my second intention was to find and connect with the most enlightened entrepreneur coach who sees me and wants to take me on to coach me. So night one, I have this, you know, experience with this other man. And then day two, I met um, this new one. And he, I was at Mystic Dining Hall and he walked over to me and he said, what's your Burning Man attention? I remember looking at him and being like, I already had sex, so I don't need to say that one. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm going to, this is the first time that I'm saying my real intention out loud. And I told him mm-hmm. I was seeking the most enlightened entrepreneur coach. And he looked at me and he goes, I can help with that. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, great. Awesome. And we went out on this playa date. Or it actually wasn't playa date. It was, you know, the friend that I, the girlfriend that I was with that he knew. And him and his um, best friends, the four of us, went out. And through that evening, I could just, like, first off, I was I was challenged, constantly challenged. Like, yeah. at Burning Man, the... The motto is safety third. <laughs> and I was taken to this, like, we, we, we rode out into Playa, and the first stop was the skewer of cars. Yes. They took seven cars and skewered them and piled them from one on top of the other. And we pulled up to that. Everyone's climbing through these cars up to that. I'm so fucking dangerous. And I did it. I, I did it too. <laughs> so I looked in there and I climbed up like three cars and I went back down. And then he was still climbing up and another girlfriend went back in and started climbing. I was like, Ugh, I'm going back. So I went back in and I made it to the top and he was there. And it just, I remember my heart was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, and who's this guy? And he's still here and he's kind of cute. And then, you know, we rode out on the playa after that. And we ended up on this art car that was serving um, peanut butter and uh, cinnamon sandwiches to everyone on the playa. And if you have ever been to Burning Man, when you see food and someone's giving up food, you're like, yes. And especially at, you know, 2am, you're like, give me that. And, um, and he goes to make these sandwiches and then he gives me the, um, megaphone. He goes, Hey, Christina, come over here. Here's the megaphone. Teach these people a dance. And I was like, uh, okay. And I'll, I'll say, you know, I was on week two of my period my cycle and week two of your cycle, just so you know, women and men too, this is fascinating. Like we are the most confident during that Mm -hmm. period. And so I get on the megaphone and I just start like facilitating to the crowd and having so much fun that, you know, I was doing some of the things that we do at Deepen Experiences and I had them partnering up. But because we're at Burning Man, I, you know, all of a sudden I'm like, 
okay, everyone make out. <laughs> and all these people are making out. And I see him looking at me like, who is this woman? <laughs> and I'm looking at myself like, who am I? This is so much fun. <laughs> and so, yeah, we just had this like, I, that that evening I felt like I was just like challenging myself and like shining and just like really fully enjoying the complete expression of me. And there was no attachment. I was watching this man as I was in my radiance of him continuing to become closer and closer and closer until like just, you know, until like 24 hours later of us being like, shit, we, we like each other. Mm. And and then from that moment on, we were together for 14 days straight. Wow. Which is so unusual. I've never had that experience of being with someone for 14 days straight after. And this wasn't like 14 days of like, he's going to work and I'm going to work. And then we're meeting up after work for dinner. Yeah. It was literally like 14 days straight. Mm. Which is such a beautiful story to share because it's so different than what we perceive as dating correctly in this society. So basically you're telling everybody, throw out the rule books, throw out the articles that say seven ways to you know blow someone's mind and just tune into the self and get to know that and allow that to radiate out yeah. and it'll unfold as it needs to. Because each of these relationships are, you know, allowing us to grow into newer, better versions of ourselves mm. and find someone who pulls that out of you. And I will say that man pulled that out of me. And you allowed him to. Hmm. You allowed him to. Wow. Thank you so much for all of this amazing, these golden nuggets of wisdom. This has just been epic to have you on, and I see you really helping us step into the dating culture with more authenticity and respect for ourselves and trust. And fun. And fun. Oh, oh let's God. have fucking fun. That's the third word on my podcast. <laughs> yes. Well, not fun, but play. Play. And thank you so much for having me. You're such a joy. And <laughs> I admire you and what you do and create and your beauty and how you operate in the world. So oh, thank, thank you, you so much. And how can people find out more about you and Deepen and Feminine Weapon? Uh, so you can go to We Deepen. Dot com that's d e e p e n and feminineweapon.com as well although it's one of the beautiful things about deepen is that now everything is under this one umbrella so feminine weapon day all the details will be there and then you can find me personally christina weber with one b and i'm on facebook and instagram all and the things yeah i'd love mm. to hear from you see at wedeepen.com is my email and you have a gift for our listeners. Oh, yes. If you would like to come to a Deepin experience, you know, most of them are happening here in L.A., but your first one, 40% off. Mm -hmm. um, use the promo code EAT. Play. play sex. Yes. Eat, play sex, <laughs> and your first experience is on us. And if you're in another state or city, <laughs> I think you should advocate for Christina to come out there. And, yes, and we want to be out there. We want to be out there as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. So reach out to her and be like, Christina, <laughs> come help us, save us from our dating woes. And we're team building. So if you have um, the ability to 
come and join us. Like send us a message. Mm, yes, please. Oh, lovers. Thank you again for tuning in. And if you enjoyed this show, please head to eatplaysex.com to subscribe to the show, connect with me and grab my sexy guides because my goal here is to help you to eat, play and sex and now date better <laughs> so you can improve your sex life, which will improve every single aspect of your life. Let's get real. <laughs> I'll see you next time on Eat, Play, Sex. Thanks for tuning in, lovers. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You can find out more about our guests and topics from our show by checking out eatplaysex.com. Until next time, don't forget to nourish your sex life.